Chris, Happy New Year. I've already seen you this year. Yeah, we've already said Happy New Year to each this other is be in person. In person. I hugged you on New Year's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a great time at your place. Uh, we don't need to go into great detail, but we, we probably did about four years worth of material. So there's not a lot to talk about now. We've just been around <laughs> each other so much. It's like doing... It's like, I, this I feel, is the real reason we don't hang out with each other anymore. I feel bad for the people around us. Me especially, but like everyone. like. Feel bad. I mean, I feel bad for people hanging around me. Not, I don't feel bad for me. Especially. <laughs> Everyone had a great time. It was great. It was a good time. It was wonderful. Thank you for your hospitality. Of course. It's our pleasure. Uh, we have had... Uh, it's been kind of weird. Um, I think we just are going to quickly say at the top, uh, we're thinking about Damar Hamlin. Um, there's, a lot, there's a lot to unpack there, and I don't think we are the proper place to unpack that. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, 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 it's such a weird, awkward uh, thing that we always kind of just try to ignore um, uh, as a sport or in sports in general uh, when bad things like this happen. Um, it, it, it made me kind of not really want to do a show this week. Um, or ever again. <laughs> or Yeah, well, maybe not that. Well, yeah, in a way, I mean, it's just sort of, Everything kind of becomes trivial after something like that. Sure. And I think that um, part of it for me is, we're just going to unpack it anyway. Uh, I was like, I don't know if I want to watch football anymore. Um, yeah. And I've been waiting for this moment, like this, this like true near death or death moment in, in football to be like, all right, that's enough. But like, I don't know why it would take that. To say that, it's, uh, it's insane that we have a sport that is uh, not even considered a sport, it's considered entertainment, that... Uh, that requires this much medical personnel um, on the field at any given moment, like the ability to give a human being CPR so quickly because that's part of whatever this barbaric thing is that we love um, or, or love as a, as a country or as, a, as whatever. But, um, and so when it happens, when it gets put in your face and you're, you have to like look, at and see, look at yourself and how you feel about it, it's, it's, real, it's a real conflict. It's for me anyway. I'm like, well, on one hand, this is terrible. On the other hand, I like it. So I don't know. I go back and forth. Um, it's a it's, yeah. I mean, it's I think we keep just turning a, a blind eye to it, or hoping like this. You know, we keep watching football in general, or specifically, uh, thinking that that this will never happen, right? Like this, like some player won't. They just won't die on the field. I think. Right? I mean, I th- when you when you. When we were watching football this weekend and and Nick Foles got hit and I was in the kitchen and I came back out and you were like, Nick Foles might might be dead. He might have broken his back. Uh, I was like, oh, this it's happened. It's finally happened. Because <laughs> I'm expecting it to happen. Yeah. But, but then when it actually did happen, I realized how much I wasn't really expecting it to happen. Yeah. If that, right. If that makes sense. And I, and I don't know. It's like... It all, it's, I mean, it I'll comes, think it's going to happen probably, but then we, and the, but we don't, I don't think we ever really expect to see it happen, yeah. I guess, man, yeah, is, is the way to say it. Like, I, I, just a weird, it's just weird, man. It's just like, and everything around it, um, 
Everybody. From the way the, the 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 NFL has handled it to the way the the players and the two teams have handled it, and all the teams have kind of handled it, and and the journalists and and entertainers and everybody else who's kind of speaking on it, or you know, s- dealing with it in their own way is, is just um, the whole thing is just kind of weird and and kind of gross and slimy. I don't even know if it's weird and gross and slimy. I think it's just for me anyway. I mean, it's weird and gross, and I think that's the nature of what the real coming to the realization that everyone has to realize and rationalize that someone nearly died or was brought back from death and, and is, is still in critical condition from a sport that, you know, makes a lot of people a lot of money that it hinges, a lot of careers hinge on. It's the number one watch thing. It's the only thing left in the monoculture, the one thing that we watch live together, really, uh, as, a, as a country. And, uh, and, you're, and we're all sort of forced to deal with it in real time I don't really have any opinions of like how the media or how the NFL or whatever has handled it. Cause I wasn't watching it in real time. I caught an update and then I of course like grossly watched the video and then felt sick to my stomach. Um, you know, this outpouring there's a, there, like social media makes it all change and dif- different. Like you can give like, because no one knows what to do with themselves. They donate a lot of money to a fund that took three years to raise $2,500. Like it's all weird. Like that to me is the weird gross side of this but i'm not i'm not innocent in also adding weirdness and grossness to it um if that makes sense yeah because we can't sort of help ourselves right like i uh, like you, you know even the fact that we're talking about this or or the fact that i i kept struggling with this week of, of like do, are we gonna do we even bother gambling on week 18 like should we should we even start discussing all these teams and the games they're gonna play and like how much they're gonna cover and let's like I was kind of, I, I honestly, I was indifferent right. in ways. And I was like, that's kind of just weird to me. Like, but then like, what do you do? Like, you can't, you can't move on in a way too. like, like how long is, is long enough? Well, for how, any- how, yeah. What's what impact, how impacted are you supposed to be? That's the thing is like, everyone's like, they shouldn't have started the game or they shouldn't even talk about playing the game, but it's everyone's impact having this impact. Everyone's feeling their feelings in real time. And there's no way to like, there's no hive mind. Everyone deals with things differently. Right. Like I've, I feel the same way. I mean, I'm grateful we don't do a fantasy football show. Like that's like, how do you even tread that? Like there's a championship <laughs> week is still up in the air for lots of leagues. Like that's so bizarre. Like how much hinges on this one person getting injured? Like it's yeah. going to affect everyone's playoff picture. It's going to like, there, there, there's the game implications of this and there's the humanitarian implications of this. Um, not to make light of this, but I will say it's very fortunate for the NFL that this did not happen when uh, with on, on a broadcast with Tony Dungy and Jason Garrett. Can you imagine those guys having to fucking just banter for three hours? <laughs> just be impossible. It would be impossible. I think what I've heard is that it was that ESPN did a great job. Uh, I don't know though. I mean, I don't know anything about anything. I don't know how anyone's supposed to react to this. But uh, I was kind of shocked that like. The NFL is treating it like it's there isn't a contingency. They don't have a contingency for if someone is critically injured or killed. Like that's foolish to me. That what? that to me, like it, there, it should it absolutely should be in the guidebook. Like it's going to happen. It did happen. It's a it's an insane sport. It's an insane sport. And this is the first time like a, a major injury. Uh, and I mean major injury in the in the case that like someone's health and and life is sort of on the line there. Right. Okay. Um, is is 
you know, it's happened before. So like they had to have gone like, Oh, okay. This, like that's the other thing. That's what I mean by weird about a lot of this stuff too, is, 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 is the way that like there's kind of conflicting reports about whether the, the officials in the NFL were like, okay, you're going to get five minutes and then we're resuming this game until the, the two coaches were like, no, we're not. Right. You know? And then, and then Troy Vincent, I think his name is, who's the former player. Who's now like the vice president of the NFL, something or rather whatever his title is. Well, it came out and gave heartfelt things, and but then was saying like, "Listen, we do have these these emergency contingency plans in place, you know, for the play or for what happens on the field and all these things and certain things." And he's like, "You know that that was all really great." And it's, it just everything seems to be in conflict with each other. Yeah. Right. And and from everyone's perspectives and 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 you know watching you know sports like the you know kind of the last couple of days, even though I don't really wa- I didn't really want to watch it because ninety nine percent of it was all about this. Um, and like, how do they move forward and how do they don't and how do the players are reacting and then everybody's bringing in, you know, chaplains and, and psychologists, you know, to talk to every single team. And it's just, it, it's, it's, it, that's what I mean by weird. It, it's just like, we've just never seen like this depth and layers to everything. I think before oh, you too. Mean, you mean a, spo- a, to- a sports talking head figure praying openly to a Christ Lord on national television yeah. isn't weird. How the yeah. fuck does that fucking thing do? We're just cool with that now? That's just how things, like, everyone's reaction is so weird and maybe overblown and bizarre. And, 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 uh, and maybe if we didn't put so much stock and faith into a sport like this uh, and put our stock and faith into something more important, this wouldn't affect us so weirdly. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know, man. I just don't know. I'm all I, over the map with it. Um, I, yeah, I, it's... Um... Yeah, you know, I, and this is kind of a side note to all this. And the, and I saw this this thing, and I'm gonna in there, I'm gonna just throw it in, in in here now because I think it, this is kind of in line with the same thing. But I saw this post. I think it was from David Purdom, who who's usually the gambling guy on ESPN, or at least he was. I'm not sure if he still is. Um, but six million dollars was the amount wagered on table tennis in November within the sports books in within Colorado. And my and my point is that, is that like it, it's such big business that people are, are gambling six million dollars worth on 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 ping pong. Oh, dude, I like I, you know can compare that to football. Like that's like this is you're right. Like I feel like what you were saying is like we have our priorities are all out of fucking whack and and in disarray. And 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 this is why people get mad at sports players because it's they 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 didn't score enough points in their that's fantasy exact, league. That's exactly right. So so yeah, you're a hundred percent correct. I was just listening to a podcast uh, with Tobias Harris, and they asked the question to him like like you know like you went after a, a fan last year and whatever like how's how have things changed? And he's like the things have changed directly. He's like you can blame social media, you can blame whatever you want. But the reality of the situation is is that the person that used to just be mad about the game is also now mad that they've lost $300 or whatever it is. Like yeah. that's the reality of the situation. People, there's more at stake for these people and we are and and we are the re- we're the reason they get paid or don't get paid and th- and that's a huge problem and that and that blurs all the lines. Yeah. And I and I love the Right to Ricky Sanchez podcast, but they just wouldn't accept that as an answer necessarily. And I, I completely disagree. And I'm glad you brought it up because the players feel that way. Yeah. And I, I, there's, there's a certain, I, I, I want to ignore agree. the players in, the, in that regard to them. Like it, like you can't attack players 
you know, on, on social media or whatever, like it's it, like, it's the whole thing. It's just, it's just gotten, it's gotten out of hand. Yeah. It's true. And I, and it takes the, it's, it's been taking the joy. I mean, that's why I quit, I quit playing fantasy football because I was, I was getting too wrapped up and too emotional in it. Right. Like I was getting too worried about this, <laughs> this fucking players injured now or whatever. And I just, you kind of feel it and you see it, but you always try to just like say, uh, oh, whatever, it's fine. Or you try to ignore it. And I, I couldn't I, ignore it anymore. Be a great point there at some point. I don't blame you. I, uh, I think for me, the, the, where, where I, I lose the interest in fantasy football is less to do with like the individual people and like how much time I worry about it. It's just that it, when I started playing fantasy football, I was in like junior high and it was like just a little, it was, it was my friend's brother, older brother and his, and his friends and they did it. And there was no, there's no way to do it. There's no internet. There was like, there was no money in it really, except for our, our money. Right. And it felt like a very, like a club. And then when I got to know, when I moved to New York and I got to know other people that played, I was like, oh, cool. There's other fantasy people. And it was like really fun. But now everyone's a fantasy person and everyone's a fucking expert. And there's a million fucking leagues. And it's, it's, uh, it just doesn't it's feel, funny. it doesn't feel Big special stakes. anymore. It's like if your favorite band becomes like the biggest band, you know? Right. And I mean, I know someone who's, who's playing in a survivor league for $900,000. I know, but that sounds so fun. Yeah, but like, but that's the thing. I mean, the stakes are so high for people. Like, it's not just for fun anymore, right? Yeah. Oh, for it's sure, life. for sure. And to and to do like a and and to do like a gambling get like the 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 two and a half time gamblers anonymous like blurb in front of your DraftKings ad before your podcast like is it isn't sufficient enough for sure? There's an epidemic. It's crazy. Everyone's gambling now. But. Uh, this is just the way this is the, the life we're living it's, now it's you know the, it's the world it, you've chosen this yeah but i guess uh as it as it pertains to demar to demar Hamlin, we just i just really want him to to get better because when i watched that it it like selfishly it made me very very uh really sad and uh and scared and you know I, what's and it, I hope, to me and i hope he feels i hope he i hope he comes out okay yeah, I mean, I do too. Obviously, I mean, and that's that's a given. And and I I don't. It'd be a strange thing to have to you know watch that to one of your friends, teammates, or something like that, and and um and to try to deal with that going forward. I mean, I, I you know I, I I've sort of watched my dad die in in a, in a sense, and like it's like it's a, that's a really hard thing to sort of to to sort of move past quickly. You know, and I think that's what a lot of these guys have to do on the football field. I mean, I saw it. I don't know this guy at all. And I yeah. thought, and it, and it hurt. Like, it made me think about family members dying. Like, it just, like, when you see something like that, it's traumatizing. Uh, yeah. And we're not. I mean, even, like, Anne, my wife, and, like, all these other people I know who don't really follow sports necessarily were like, holy shit. You know, like, they, it gave them positive. And, I mean, they, like, it, it, it really hit everybody, like, like, more so than a lot of things I could ever sort of imagine you know, like it, 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 an impact like that with, within the sports, uh, you know, affecting every single person on this planet potentially is, is like, um, it's a weird, it's, it's just, like I said, again, it's, it's, it's weird to sort of try to comprehend all this and try to deal with all this. And, and um, I do hope he gets better. Um, and I, I, you know, when you texted me, you're like, don't watch the, don't watch the play or the video of it. Yeah. And I did. And but I was watching, it was, it was whatever I was watching the other day. And it just, they were, they kind of, they showed the, the hit and the tackle and I didn't know it. Right. And so like, they were just playing through some stuff or whatever. And, and also I was like, Oh shit, that was the, that. And I, like, it didn't look that bad. No. 
and it was weird because I was like, oh, that's it. Like that was that was all that happened. And but so like that that's the to me that's also the really fucked up thing about all this. It was just it was just sort of a like a um uh, and every you know down and and minute play like it just that was a general te- kind of you know altercation and tackle. Yeah. Which is, which that is, was really kind of, you know, kind of scared me more a lot more than anything else. Is that, I mean, you know, he, their he two de- heads really collide. He definitely, he definitely get gets a gets laid into a little bit, but it's it's pretty typical for the way that the sport is played. Right. I, I think I think it's maybe the silver lining of all of this is that T Higgins or any player doesn't have to feel at fault necessarily for what happened because then it would be a lot of finger pointing. Um, but I also think that you have a good point. Like, it's not just like it wasn't targeting at what, like this sport is brutal and dangerous and life threatening in its, in its most mundane version. Um, and that's not just professional, you know, it's the nature of, of the game. Um, and it's worth considering. It's, it, it, I hope it, it's one of these moments where like a mil- it shines the light on a million problems in the NFL, a, that they're liars, B that they don't have like lifetime health insurance. Like, See that it is it preys on the socio uh, the socioeconomic ch- or the economically challenged and it and it and it is a true gladiator sport. It's also plays into like the media's the the media's fascination with it. How much money it the revenue the sport itself like makes for so many people, not just the players, you know. And and these are the things like and, and like the lottery and how like illegal and weird and insane that is. Like there's a million things like could come out of that like you could shine a a light on a lot of things when something like this happens but it's there's a conflict because you also don't want to take someone's life and you like you know someone whose life is 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 in the you know in in a in a desperate time and use that for other political or or you know other other topics other than i just want you to feel better and you know, right. like, and and I think that that's how I wanted to start this, and it's impossible to do that because the conversation is much bigger than just one person getting better, especially one person who dedicated his life to this thing, which I'm sure he loved and got to play at the highest level. Um, it's all it's 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 so beyond. Um, it's it's just so it's so beyond, and it, I think uh, to speak to what you said about like whether or not to do lines it'll be fucking weird and awkward and 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 stupid but like whatever it's we're weird and awkward and stupid and and that's the nature of this show it's just (laughs) we're not we're not built to fucking talk about these topics that well no no and and and, i mean to some degree we shouldn't right like we're not we're not experts in any of this stuff no um we're certainly but we certainly are no i to, to talk about you know, how we feel or how it makes us feel, I guess, uh, is, you know, whether, I don't know if that's worth it or not just to sort of talk about that. And, and I don't think it's worth anybody really sort of talking about that kind of stuff, but whatever, you know, I mean, here we are. Yeah. Um, here we are. Here we are trying to, trying to, to pull our shit together and say something cohesive about something <laughs> this far. I mean, it just caught everybody <laughs> off guard. Um, and, uh, and you know what? It's like, it, it like it almost rem- like there's a there's a bit of a flashback to like COVID, you know, and being like, and, and reminding like when th- everything was suspended, and it's like it's doable, you know, like we can stop this, we can yeah. stop doing things, we could take a fucking break, you know, like yeah. we can, uh, there's a it I, it stinks if you have to like reschedule things, but 
But like, put humanity first if you can. It's tough in a capitalistic society, but it's a. Uh, it's nice to know that we. It's possible, you know. Yeah. Uh, that said, Chris. Um, <laughs> so no, no, really. There's no like easy way way to get out of this. Uh, stumble around. Shh, let's take a break. Um, <laughs> You want to talk about more uh, fucked up sports um, I wanna, things? I don't want to talk about Georgetown. If that's what if that's what you're trying to get at, uh, that's not the one I was going. Okay, for. thank goodness. Um, but we we're we gonna at some point we're gonna have to have that Patrick Ewing talk, Chris. Listen, I'm not I'm not a Patrick Ewing guy. I don't give a. I fuck. know, but it's Georgetown and it's Georgetown, you know, and I had to I had you, to come. You to the and I both love Georgetown. Georgetown's lost 25 Big East games in a row. It's pretty bleak. College basketball has changed a lot since I was big into Georgetown. I'm not yeah. an alma mater. I'm a kid who grew up loving Georgetown. John Thompson, yeah. uh, Lonzo Mourning, Dikembe Mutombo, Clarence Witherspoon, uh, you know, uh, Allen Iverson. Who else? Who's that guy that went to Tim or Sweeney? <laughs> Don't forget about Sweeney. <laughs> Jeff Green. The the list goes on and on. Yeah, uh, but George, but but. Patrick Ewing did happen to play there, and Patrick Ewing has seemingly uh, he's on a cold streak, right? He's on a cold streak, so more than that. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, for he's he's put himself in a position to coach a storied franchise, and it doesn't seem like he's doing that well. But he did have some he did have some success uh, early on, so yeah, I mean, you know, and and you know, everybody sort of maybe does a little bit here and there or something. Uh, especially in, in college basketball, I think is kind of the kind of the worst of it is is you know you you can have this high and everyone's like oh my god this is so great and then like you just come crashing down to earth and 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 I think like a program like Georgetown that that like you said it, the, the sport has changed so much in the last forty years um and and with the money involved and everything I I just I I don't think the the reality of what of what Georgetown is as a program. And what they were, it wasn't isn't sustainable. And and a and a coach and a, and a person like Patrick Ewing, who just unfortunately is the biggest name to come out of that college. Uh, you know, like he 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 needs. I mean, he's just losing. He, he needs to be fired losing, at some point. He's just right? It's just not. Big, it's not working, and it will never work. He's still winning some games. He's not like they're like they they haven't won games. He's just losing. Like he got the lucky beast. last year because they went on a run. Tournament and won and won a, and won the conference. Yes. Otherwise, so that, would have had a record. Isn't that all that matters? Like, I mean, oh, I don't think so. Well, no, I, it, it matters, but only to some degree. Like he, they, like you're, you're. Everybody's just fooling themselves. Then, if that's if that if if kind of that's what matters. Like, if if you're going to try to build a program and be a successful program, then like that's it's got to mean more than, than just that. Like, he's not getting top recruits. Like his name doesn't mean anything no, as a coach. That's, I mean that's that's except true. it's his his history and his reputation. That's true. That's a struggle, but that's a struggle for anyone in the Big East. Like the Big East just doesn't have like no, uh, exactly. They're they're, they're mid market like, teams now, yeah. and and I don't you know like I don't think they should hang on to Patrick Ewing just because he's Patrick Ewing. Uh, Patrick Ewing is probably not a good coach. Who would you who would you suggest they hire? Does oh, I don't know, and I don't really care. You don't? No, at this point no I, I think they all need to realize that they're not like the st john's and the georgetown's and and you know even villanova now without uh without their coach like their 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 sort of time has has sort of passed they can't keep up 
you know, with the Joneses, you know, with the, with the big, you know, power but five. But that's, but that's, but I think maybe we're holding on to a, to an ideal of a, of a, of a conference that like, because it like, there used to be these big East games on ESPN and it was like everyone in my high school chose a big East. There was Q's guys. There were, you know, like it was there, mm-hmm. it was everybody, you know, it was like a thing. It was like appointment viewing and there were so many personalities in the Big East. But that's, you know, that was before Marquette and Creighton. And, you know, like, it's just, it's just not... The, the, I, I think the, that's what they need to do. They need to take that vision or that style and go, like, listen, we're going to have some success every couple of years. And, and that's not going to be our reality. And maybe we can get a couple of great, you know, top players, draftable players, or whatever kind of thing. Uh, but not sort of... I think they went in with, with you and going, oh, we're going to like resuscitate this program to the way it was in the 80s and early 90s. I mean, I thought they just took you and, be, and to just be like, just don't make a fucking fool out of us. Like, you can have this job. You're, you're a good enough coach. You've been sitting on, like as an assistant in the pros for long enough. You know, like, w- w- I, d- I don't know how, how high the expectations are of, of Georgetown at this point in time as a, as a, as a good basketball program. I don't know. But I do, yeah. like I don't see the, I don't think there's any visions. I don't think anyone is associated with that basketball team or that school thinks there's any chance that Georgetown will ever make a Final Four again. Ah, like, see, I I think all these teams do. They're all hanging on to the past, right? It's like Nebraska and football. Like everyone's like, oh well, we used to win championships and we were really great, you know, forty years ago. And it's like, yeah, that was forty fucking years ago, man. Like you're not you're not going to revive it. Matt Rule is not coming in to win you national championships anymore, yeah. even though you pay him seven million dollars or ten million dollars or whatever that outrageous amount was to sort of bring Nebraska football back. Like, like I, all these teams and all these fans and everything of college, they live in the past. I don't want to. All that matters is their is their previous reputations and how they can get back to that. I agree to a point. I also uh, I don't enjoy Big East basketball anymore. It's not it's not the same teams. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I would yeah. I would rather watch. I I would I would much rather watch the Big Ten. And watch like you know those teams play each other. Like I I would rather watch Big Ten basketball and watch Rutgers upset Purdue. And have it where it's fun, and there's like, and the, you know, you've got Michigan and Illinois. Like, I don't need to watch like the most high flying basketball conference, but if I'm gonna, I want to choose a conference that's gonna be competitive and have a little bit of, you know, fight to it. Like, it's a, there, there's no one, no one that comes out of the Big East anymore does anything in the tournament typically. So, whatever, you're right. Stop living in the past, y'all. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm out on Georgetown. I'm just not like. No, but I think everyone just needs to sort of change their 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 realistic expectations for a lot of these programs. I'm you know, not, like I mean, does everybody think Duke is just going to be Duke because after you know Coach K leaves? Like I like you, like I you can't that that that's once in a lifetime fucking coach and magic that he brought to that that program. Like you, UNC really is, hasn't been the same. Um, they did pretty good last year. They've they done good, but finals. but that's such short term. You know, like don't be surprised if like sort of UNC falls off. Like there's just so much going on now. Things I think, change. I think you said it before, and I think it's just recruiting. I think it all boils down to recruiting and who's got yeah. the ability to recruit. And I think UNC still has a ton of ability to recruit. They so do. Always going to be fine. No one's fucking going to Georgetown. You know, like it's just not going to happen. Right. It's not going to happen. There's no exposure. Well, the there's they no, can't afford. You know, to to you know 
pay players or bring players in and stuff too, you know. No. So, and, and I think that's where everyone kind of struggles with that notion. But maybe there's a way they could, if they just hit big on some player, you know, if they got, if they, you know, the season that Jeff Green played and they made it, they made it pretty far. Like they lost to like the, the Odin Ohio state team. Um, that was kind of the, that was kind of the it. That was like the, that was the peak, you know, that was, that was the end of like Georgetown basketball as we knew it. That was John Thompson, the third, uh, and I think that that's kind of like I, it'll be tough to see that t- that fran- that uh, that school getting back there, um, and probably not with Patrick Ewing. Maybe another Nick would take it over. Xavier McDaniel. He's no, a- Nick. <laughs> <laughs> see, we gotta stop doing that too. Like, don't hire his son, and don't hire someone from Georgetown just because they went to Georgetown. Oh, why like, not? Like, why it's, not? It's that's that what, kind of that's a big. That's a big East, That's a fun biggies thing. That's a, that's, <laughs> uh, that's like the. Uh, what's it called? Does that too? The fucking the team. The All teams do this. I mean, yeah. that's just you know, it's just like oh well, we got to do the 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 Michigan way. You know, it's like okay, you know, Juwan Howard doesn't look like he's that great of a coach anymore, right? He recruit he recruited great for a couple of years, and now it looks like his teams are like mediocre. Who? Uh, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna. I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna see who see who who who's famous from Georgetown. See if I can't maybe like put a list. Of, potential coaches together <laughs> they don't have to be ex-players it could be like business business people you know? <laughs> ivanka trump went there maybe she wants to coach. sure he did why don't you just try to find some uh, bigger donors actually well yeah i think there's probably there's also a little bit of a smudge on that team because they own slaves yeah. <laughs> not a great look i don't know just that's just that's just a that's a that's a direction i don't necessarily want to go where were where did you want what did you want to talk about when you were like oh this is going to be a thing that uh, oh have you been following this U.S. soccer story no oh man this is like the highest level of drama that you can that you can I, that you can get US right like, this soccer? is just so perfect of of I, I, the only way to describe it is is soccer parents. At their finest, but on a professional level. Explain it. Just go ahead. I, I don't know anything about it. So, so t- World t- Cup. Yeah. Uh, U.S. was in the World Cup. They played. One, one of the kids, young guys, didn't get a lot of, um, didn't get a lot of playing time. Gio Reina. Yeah, I remember that. He plays for a, a, a club in, in Germany. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of came out that like, there, was, there was maybe an issue... Uh, between him and the team or the coach or something, something a little leaked out and weren't sure, you know, the whole story, whatever. And then the coach came out after the world cup and spoke about it and, and said like, yeah, he had some, um, he, whatever he did. They, I don't think they ever really specified yeah, what was, he did. Yeah. But, it was like he, he, he'd upset the team somehow. Yeah. Like, he, the, but he apologized last, and they moved forward. Yeah, That was the last I heard of it. The, but that, and he apologized. Geo apologized, right? He's like, I'm sorry. To his teammates and his coaches and everybody. Yeah. That's the last I remember anything about. Right. Okay. And then part of the story was, you know, kind of coming out of the World Cup is that the coach, uh, Greg Berhalter, his contract was up like at the end of the, the, the year, literally like December 31st. Uh, and his contract hadn't been renewed. And so they, everybody's kind of speculating, are they going to rehire him? Are they going to look for someone else now? Maybe who to, who to sort of like take them further potentially uh, and all those kinds of things. Um, and then... This past earlier this week, or maybe even last week, just before the new year changed over, uh, they, they um, there was a story that came out saying uh, 
Greg Berhalter like hit his wife like 30 years ago. Okay. Right? And so someone leaked this story. Wait, there's a story about it? Or there's a some... story about this. That who like 30 years ago, Berhalter and his wife, who were whatever they're married or is dating at the time, but they got into an altercation or something and he hit her or kicked her and all these things or whatever, maybe blah, 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 blah. Okay. In front of people, like in a, in a bar or a restaurant or a club or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So everyone, everyone was kind of like, all right, well, this is kind of a weird, like, you know, like this happened. So like, you know, who, who told the story or who leaked this kind of thing, I guess. Um, so now it just came out that Gio Reina's parents informed the U.S. Soccer Federation about this. About what? About that he had done this? How did they know? Yeah. How does because they're know best friends. They're best friends? They're best friends, or they were best friends. Oh, so they were like there that they night? Friends or... from way back ago, and I think they were, the Rainiers were there when it happened. Uh, uh. And then they're so mad these that their little fuckers. boy didn't get to play, so they were like, Here. Yeah, they're all butthurt because their son, he took, you know, took it personally, the coach, and didn't play his son for whatever reasons. And his, the son's parents are so butthurt about it is that they exposed something that happened 30 years ago. They did this after the kid had made the apology? Yes. After all this. this was They, they just did this like a, in the last two weeks. Like the World Cup was over before Christmas. Wow. Wow. I mean, can you imagine? Wow. That... that a dad and a mom was so angry about his kids playing time. They dug up that they're shit. Just, they're just willing to just sort of like burn the whole thing to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I don't even have any, this is a fucked up show we're doing. The kid is more this mature. Is bad news bears. I don't, I, this is all bad news bears. It's all just so stupid. It's all stupid, but it's all bad. Like it's bad everywhere. The whole yeah, thing is bad. Yeah. It's a bad for everybody. And listen, you can be mad about Burhalter like hitting his wife 30 years ago, right? And and whether you you can decide whether there should be repercussions for that or not. But one like but then also it's really fucked up and as fucked up is that the, these two are are so spiteful. Such douchebags. Oh, that's I mean that burns me up way more. I'm just be honest with you. I'll just I like my feelings is that like this is like spoiled kid parent shit? Yes, yes. So, but the reason the kids on the team, it sounds like, is but because of this US relationship. Soccer. But that's soccer. It's not just U.S. soccer. I mean, maybe it's not soccer in other countries, but that's like that's from like youth. That's like summer league. That's youth soccer all the way up. It's all relationships. Yeah. It's all coaching and coaches' parents and coaches' friends yeah. and coach yeah. like and like let's grow this kid up to be this way so that they can be like the best at this. Yes. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Harold, how dare you don't play my child? Yeah. No, like but they were just... friends. Which yeah. Is, but that's the thing is like they're the coach's friends kid. Like the kid, that is gross to me that he made the team and this high of a level because he's the coach's like the friend. The, their friend. This like, kid. This kid is pretty. He's 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 probably one of the more promising better. Players I, in the I don't US, doubt that, in the but US there's system. still a level of it that's bizarre to me. Well, the whole thing is like Berhalter's brother is 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 on like the 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 U.S. Um, soccer Federation committee or something. 
So that's basically why he got the job is because they all know each other. Everybody knows each other from all years ago, has played soccer or is involved in in youth soccer at some level. It's a club and a clique. It's such a it's such a boys club. That's the thing is like I don't necessarily believe that Gio is the best. He's the best that we know about. But I've always thought it was strange that like there aren't more people in the United States that are good at soccer than what we put out there on a World Cup level. I'm always I always find that bizarre. Well, is that just is that is but and and you're like oh well that's because like. The best player, like, you know, it's not as popular or whatever, but I feel like maybe the best players kind of get buried at an early age. Like, they're like the, the culture of soccer in general is to be exclusionary. Is that wrong? Is that, is that a leap too far? Uh, I mean, I, no, I, I, to some degree, but I, I think at some point, some of these players are so good that they're, they're just going to get noticed. But what if and, they're told and- they can't play when they're 12? You know, what if they're not given the opportunity? early on because they, their dad but didn't then play. they probably go play another sport you know or something right like i like yeah, i sure they definitely I, do that. So, yeah i one i think there is a um there there is an exclusion you know sort of capacity to to soccer in this country for sure uh but it's also i think a lot of these kids are, are would rather go play you know the really talented the really athletic kids probably most of them i think you know, the 80 to 90% at least it would probably go rather play a, a, another sport, a more high, high profile, high paying sport. Right. A sport that in this country. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, so I, th- I think it, it, I think it, it sort of works against itself to some degree too. It, the, the sport itself is, the is privilege can afford to play. Yeah, exactly. Well, right. It's sort of like golf and, and soccer. I, I, I know we, I, I've, I've read stories about it, that it, there is this sort of pay to play aspect, which is really expensive and it doesn't allow, you know, in other countries, the poor kids are just like kicking, kicking right. balls around. Like it's like, you know, like it's rocks. Right. Right. Like, I mean, you see kids in third world countries, but they're always, a lot of them have soccer balls or, or something like a soccer ball that they're just kicking around playing. And, and they're, that's why they're really good and talented at it. And I just don't feel like you see a lot of kids in this country sort of, um, sort of take to soccer in that regard. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, but then, but then they also get a lot of them also get excluded at some point because because it's such a fucking dumbass fucking club. Yeah. Um. That yeah, a lot of them are probably just like you know yeah we could probably have the best fucking team in the world with the best array of soccer players if we just sort of um focused everything more on soccer but but who cares but why i know but why? who cares whatever i you know what i do care about chris <laughs> 80 for brady oh my god <laughs> i feel like we should have led with this oh man 84 brady never want to see that again. Best friends get into the best kind of trouble. Oh, you don't want it? You're not going to go opening night if it hasn't already happened? Uh, it is... Oh, no, February 3rd. Oh, it's going to come out right around Super Bowl time. Uh, of course. So, Does that mean Brady's going to the Super Bowl? Well, the funny thing that I learned about this, I just was like, what is 80 for Brady exactly? Uh, and I still don't know. Mm. But what I do know is this. That when Tom Brady retired and agreed to produce and appear in the film. Uh, they had got the cast. They wrote the story. And then Brady reversed his decision to retire 
and didn't tell anyone. <laughs> so they had to rewrite the script. Like the, they had to redo the whole thing. Because to make it fall in line with the plot of the movie. That's how <laughs> fucking annoying Tom Brady is. That's how self-centered. He's got people's, like, major stars, people's lives, a film that he's producing. And he's like, I'm not even going to consult. Like, dude, fuck it. I hope they figure that out. Oh, wait, did I? That was probably something I probably should have thought of. Like, that's crazy. That is amazing to me that that is Tom Brady's ego. He's just like, <laughs> write it over. <laughs> But I'm not going to tell you about it. You figure it out. You'll see it in the paper. You just write it over, right? You got that. Yeah, there's no problem. It's crazy to me. Also, it stars uh, Guy Fieri, which uh, means it's a must-see. <laughs> well, oh, so, hold on, hold on. It does not star Guy Fieri. He's yeah. in the movie. Yeah, he's, he plays Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> or Bill Belichick, one of the two. I'm not sure which one, but he definitely <laughs> is in it. I think Kevin James plays Bill Belichick, because that's what he does now. He just plays like actual head coaches in dumb movies. Can it? <laughs> well, I could, I could cast the shit out of this movie. And I'm gonna put Guy <laughs> Fieri. He's gonna be Matt Patricia. Like if I got, if he's got to be in it. There you go. Yeah. And then I would just do the. I would, I would have the guy. What's his name? Like Tom, Tom, whatever. The Cal- Caliglio or whatever. The guy that does all the like vo- voices. He would play. He would play everyone else. You know, the guys <laughs> like does like Madden and stuff. <laughs> yeah, talk about. Tom something. No. He's like a voice guy. He doesn't. He does like sure. He does John Madden impersonations. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Frank I Caliendo. I would have Frank, Frank, Cali- Frank Caliendo would play everyone else. All right, Chris, if we're gonna uh, do these lines, I think we're gonna have to Let's do Let's go, them now. quick. Ready? All right. Um we're gonna do them. We're gonna do them. Week seventeen wasn't great for us. No, it's not good. You had you had you had a winning record I was a game below the, the five hundred there. Uh, so we just move on to week 18 and, and let's get done with this shit, huh? That sounds good. Can, um, I do, can I do it as Frank Caliendo? Frank Caliendo? I, yeah, I don't know. Um, Boom! <laughs> uh, Saturday's games. There's a couple of them on the docket here. Yep. Um, this does Kansas City, awkward. minus nine and a half on the road in Vegas. Yep. Uh, I don't think anybody's sitting this game. It's hard because like no one knows who's like who's like who's playing for what, right? So you don't have all those things. It's like knowing who's sitting it like would definitely influence this. But like we, I think the the who like Kansas City's still playing for the for the for the first overall seed in a bye, right? Uh, Vegas is. I mean, they're just kind of scrapping everything because it's you know Stidham is still the starter, but they're they're kind of been playing fairly well lately. Yeah, they're not gonna not play, but uh, Kansas City doesn't cover anything. Right. That's what I was thinking, too. So let's go Vegas. I'm going to go Vegas. You do whatever you want. Vegas, baby. Uh, All right. Hold on. I liked that Vegas team last week. Tennessee, who I think rested everybody last week in preparation for this week because the the AFC South is on the line here. Tennessee plus six in Jacksonville. So they're just going to give it to Henry for the whole day. I like Tennessee. I think Tennessee's going to win this game. I love Josh Dobbs. That's just me. So I think a cover is easy. That's like just going to happen. Okay. Well, I, you know, honestly, I think Jacksonville's going to win this game. I just, I'm just not sure they can cover it though. Okay. It'll be close. Okay. Great. Moving on Sunday games, Minnesota minus seven at Chicago. Can I go first again? Uh, yes, I, but I'll tell you this. Justin Fields is not playing. What? Who's playing? Uh, I believe whoever their fucking backup is, it's not important, but I just, I believe that they're just probably tanking. 
Because they have a chance to get the number one overall pick if they lose. Oh, well then give me Minnesota, I guess. I guess, but Minnesota sucks. I know Minnesota sucks. I feel like Minnesota is ripe to lose the second seed. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. So then is it like a, like a Chicago cover? I'm going to take Chicago to cover. I don't care if it's Bobby Bear as quarterback. I'm going Chicago. <laughs> Minnesota has Hey-Bear. a lot to play for. Chicago doesn't. I think Minnesota wins and covers. Okay. New England plus seven in Buffalo. Uh, just I, I don't know how Buffalo plays th- this game. Honestly. <laughs> Like I just I, like I I just don't know how Buffalo's just like uh, how how they're can we care? Play, they're they're not going to give a fuck. I mean they'll try to play inspired. Uh, but they have a lot to play uh, for. It's so ugly. I'll take New so, England, but let's just move on. You're taking New England? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take Buffalo minus the seven. I I think they're just a far better team, and if as long as they're sort of playing and they don't just sort of say fuck it all, I think they can. I think they can whoop New England's ass. Baltimore plus seven in Cincinnati. Uh, no Lamar Jackson. Cincinnati's still playing for the number one overall seed. I don't know if they're still shook up from you know Hamlin here injury, uh, but I think I think this is an easy Cincinnati cover at home. I, it's crazy how Baltimore cannot throw the ball at all. They just yeah. not, they are unable to throw the ball when they had to throw the ball in overtime or like to to try to like get. The whatever the tying field goal last week, they just they're like just try to throw it. They can't throw it. So I get. It. I'm going to take Cincinnati with you. Okay, uh, Cleveland plus two and a half in Pittsburgh. Boof. I take Cleveland. Here's what I think <laughs> is going to happen. I think Pittsburgh's. I don't know. I mean, I'd like to think Tom was going to play for the the thing, and like they'll give him the thing. You know, like he's never like had a losing record, so. Yeah, I'll take Pittsburgh. Whatever, fuck it. I'm gonna say like the 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 they they still miss the playoffs, but Tomlin gets his his thing. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, they've just been playing really well as of late. So, Jets minus one and a half on the road against Miami. I did like what you said. Like Chris went on a tirade. We were watching the game, and like Chris Collinsworth was like, he what did he say? he said he said something about like Showtime or is that what he said? Was it show? About the about the Steelers game, and you're like, I think it was Showtime, wasn't it? Or they're putting on a show. He said they're putting on a show. Oh yeah, and you there's, were no, like, there's no show here. You're like, there's no show. It's two guys running the ball. Yeah, it's, it's the opposite of a show. It's, yeah, it's just two. It's like two blue collar teams just for it's just slogging through a game. There's there's no there's nothing. This is not a show. It's not, it's not, a not show. entertainment. Exactly. It was great. It was so dead on. It never would have crossed my mind, but I was very proud of you, and now I will always think of that. It's not putting on a show. It wasn't a show. That wasn't ratings bonanza. For listening from a show. It's not even the Rockettes. It's not a show. It's not even magic. It's not even Rockettes. Not even magic. It's not even comedy. Yeah. No, exactly. Uh, Miami, uh, the home dog. Skylar Thompson is probably their starting quarterback for the Dolphins. They signed Mike Glennon as a backup. Yeah, but But maybe Teddy Bridgewater or two is healthy enough to play in this game. Broken Mike White. I don't know. I yeah, exactly. I, t- I don't know why the Jets are are uh, favored. I'm going to take Miami. I think you are too. I am too. I the 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 Jets are Jetsing. You know. Yeah, it's a wrap. Uh, Tampa plus four in Atlanta. Tampa's is the dog in this game. Tampa's given up. They don't fucking they're playing for nothing. Right, because they already won the division. Right, it doesn't matter. So resting everybody. Yep. Just it's but Atlanta's probably trying to play for some shitty fucking draft pick too right now. Right. Yeah, to some degree. Yeah. Like who's going to lose the worst? 
I think Tampa wins because they it doesn't hurt them to win, right? So then, why not? Why wouldn't they just win? But like, is Brady not playing? Then who cares? I think that I think Atlanta's going to throw so hard that Tampa Bay could just win it with like with like running white, like just that's it. Just you just run that dude over and over yeah. again, and you win the game. Get a couple yeah, interceptions. I, it's kind of hard not to take the points in this. In this definitely regard. take the points. I think that's right. the way to go. Uh, Carolina plus three and a half in New Orleans. In New Orleans, I don't want any part of this game. What do you do? You like? Uh, I'm just gonna take Carolina because I think they're like, they, even though they've probably been losing a couple of games, I just feel like they've been playing really well. Um, and like this, like if they win this, they end on a high note. Steve Wilkes gets the permanent head coaching job. I think New Orleans is playing to for not embarrassment though. I think they want to be like, we had a pretty good record at the end of the year. Like, let's remember sure. that. Don't fire me. So I'm gonna I, take New Orleans it. can win this game. I just like three and a half. I think Carolina can cover. I hate New Orleans. Houston plus two and a half in Indianapolis. Oh, it's a battle of the teams that are trying to tank the hardest. Yeah. Who can lose this the worst? So do you take the points then or do you give up the points? I give up the points. Right? Yeah. I think I have yeah. to. I don't know. I think I'm going to take <laughs> Indianapolis because I... Wait, I don't know. They're not going to... I think Indianapolis is going to lose. So I take the points. I'm taking Houston. So Houston... Okay, so Houston is... They've only had two wins. Yeah. I mean, they're literally like they'd have to win this game to to not get the first overall pick. Exactly. Indianapolis is is has four has four wins. They're currently fifth, right? So it's, it's not Jeff like Saturday's last game. So maybe he'll try to win a game. Maybe he'll be like I won one. Then I like Houston, Houston can't win this game. Otherwise, it'd be them in Chicago. Like they, Chicago might take the number one seed. Yeah, from they'd them. be screwed. You choose. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I, honestly, I just confuse myself with all this. I don't know what exactly. What I, I wish mean. I knew what, who won the tiebreaker for the draft between Houston and Chicago. If I knew the answer to that, I would tell you the answer to this. So, like, if Houston and Chicago end up tying with the same record, and Houston still gets, the I think Chicago. One, I think Chicago uh, takes. I think Chicago takes it I because think I think Houston has the one tie. I th- then I'm going to take Indianapolis. In the points. Uh, yeah. Sure. Or minus the points. Yeah, all right. Let's yeah. just give up the points and fuck it. Whatever. It's We're spending way too much time on that fucking game. 100%. Jesus. Uh, Giants, plus 14 in Philadelphia. Philly uh, needs the Hertz, win. Hurts probably isn't playing. But Philly needs the win. Uh, Philly win. But the 14 points against the Giants? like It's too many. What, does it? I don't even understand. Is Giants, is Giants resting all their players now then? Because they're in the playoffs? I guess so. They're locked into the the sixth seed, I think, or the. I think I would just put a little taste on plus six seventy five and just see if the Giants do it, just to fuck the Eagles a little bit. Yeah, I listen. I'm going to take plus fourteen. I don't care. I, that's a, that's an awful lot of points here. And Philly, if if Hertz isn't playing, you know, I'm not. I'm not like you know, for them to win by fourteen at that point is is a big. It's a tall order for Gardner Minshew. Right. So we both like the Giants. Dallas minus seven at Washington. Washington wins. Just da- listen, Dallas is not Heine- sitting their stars. They're Heine- playing for. They're playing for a lot here. And Heineke's back though. No, it's it's Sam Howell. What? Yeah, I think they just switched it to Sam Howell uh, yesterday. Give me Dallas minus seven. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Arizona plus fourteen in San Francisco. San Francisco is going to win by a billion. Are they? I think they're going to win by a billion. Don't they? Aren't they playing for the two seed? Yeah, they are. Yes, they're going. Uh, they're I just win. don't know if they'll cover fourteen though. I do, but you like know. I'm not Brock Purdy. You know, like you said, he can go fuck himself. I hate that fucking guy. Uh, I mean, I hope I'm just I'm not wrong. sure they they can score. Like maybe maybe their defense will 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 it'll be their defense my, that does it. My heart says 
and Arizona's playing that whoever their fucking third or fourth string quarterback is. I kind of want to take San Francisco. All right, I'm taking San Francisco. <laughs> First Rams plus six awful. in Seattle. Playoffs on the line you for the tell Seahawks. Me. Huh? You tell me who wins this uh, one. Man, I, the, the Rams equation. can see Seattle's number. I feel like Baker Mayfield's going to go off in this game. I do not. Ooh, the Rams suck. They suck, they but I think, I think they're... I put, I put a lot of faith in them last week to beat a, a team that I think is like as like the same good as Seattle. I love Seattle. Seattle's going to cover. Gino's going to fucking almost make the playoffs. Ooh, well, that's a spoiler alert for a coming up game. Chargers plus two in Denver. Yeah. Chargers are, they're, I guess they're locked in. They're in it. I still think they win, though. I still think they win, and two's not enough. Then. I agree. Uh, okay, last game. Detroit plus four and a half in Green Bay. If Green Bay wins, they're in the playoffs. But Detroit could win and get in, too, right? Isn't there some scenario where Detroit... Seattle, Seattle has to lose, and then Detroit's in if they win. So, so, so by the time Seattle, by the time this game is played, Detroit will know whether or not they're playing for anything. Yes, but it's also Dan Campbell who I, I think is the type of coach wants them to play. Um, like th- I don't think they're going to sort of let up. Honestly, just, tell me that you so, think that Green Bay is going to lose this game. I, I think they can play spoiler to this to this team. They they don't want Green Bay to win this game either, though, just for their own their own conference, you know, kind of rivalry. That's wishful thinking, Chris. I hate to bring it to you, but I think Green Bay wins this game by like forty points. Wow. Okay. Um, Green Bay might win. I'm going to take the points though with D- Detroit because I think they can cover it. It's a big, it's a big competitive game here. I think Detroit, uh, you know, I think they can score 40 points in this game. I agree. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Green Bay's defense is awesome. Uh, or at least they've been playing awesome. That's what I hear. Uh, all right. We good? We're good. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this rambling, depressing, whatever the fuck kind of show it was. We'll be back in full swing <laughs> next week. A little less, uh, a little less butt hurt. Hopefully, hopefully. All right, peace <laughs> out. <laughs>